Hi, and welcome to the Raw, Real, and Rebellicious podcast. My name is Michelle Rebel Coops, and as a personal branding coach, I guide and mentor high-achieving professionals and entrepreneurs to liberate themselves from the invisible shackles that keep them from expressing themselves authentically and unapologetically in work, life, and even love. I believe we can all become our own powerhouse and become true leaders of our lives. So let's explore how you can become who you're meant to be, a free, radiant, joyful, and juicy creature of love who takes charge like a true leader does. Hey guys, thank you again for tuning into my podcast. So in this episode, I would like to speak about how we can choose who we actually want to be. Now, this may sound a little bit uh, counterintuitive. I mean, aren't we who we are? Isn't that something static? Isn't the true essence who we are just something that is already given? And I get that. I understand why you might be thinking that. But I do believe that our identity is not necessarily a static thing. Neither is our personality. I believe that we can actually choose. We do not necessarily have to accept ourselves in the sense that accept what that what we have been so far, that that defines who we need to be in the future. And I will explain this in more detail. Now, I'd like to remind you, if you know him, Stephen Covey, he's a man who is like one of the top uh, leaders in uh, business as well as personal development. He's written a book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He died, died a while ago, but his book remains and there's many leaders, many professionals who are very um, yeah, familiar with his work. So what he is what he basically explains is that is that there are seven habits, actually eight, <laughs> for people to actually live a life uh, effectively and be successful in it. And the third habit that he describes is start with the end in mind. And this is a beautiful way of looking at life or choosing who you want to be based on, you know, what if you would be on your deathbed? Or actually he talks about, you know, what if, you know, someone would... Um, if you could write your own eulogy, what if you could be the one looking back at your life? What is it that you would want people to say about you? What is it that you want to be able to have shown in your life so that you will have the best funeral and eulogy ever? So let me ask you that question. If you could look back on your life, whether it's when you're already, when you've passed already, or maybe you're on your deathbed, and maybe one of your grandchildren or someone that means a lot to you asks you about your life, what would you like to be able to say here? Who would you want to be? How would you like to describe your life? in a way that you feel that you have not wasted or that you have not, you know, you don't have this list of regrets. I'm pretty sure that you're familiar with the saying, you know, it's better to um, regret the things than you've, that you've done than to regret what you haven't done. So 
again, this is about, you know, stepping up and choosing who you want to be so that you can actually say, you know, I've done this, I've accomplished this, so that you fulfill your potential. Now, I've already said that, you know, our, our, our identity is not necessarily a static thing. But it is interesting, though, that how do we build an identity? How do we get to be who we are? And of course, over the years, it is our conditioning that leads us to developing ourselves and growing ourselves in a certain way. It's our conditioning as well as our traumas, you know, all the programming that is happening by society, in schools, by our parents, friends around us, that creates this status quo within ourselves and it creates a certain behavior, a way of thinking, basically a complete neurological system that um, allows, yeah, basically teaches us on how to be. So we've created, over the years, we've created a frame of reference, a way that we feel that life should be, or this is our normal, this is who we are. It's actually a place, you know, in which we feel comfortable. We feel comfortable being who we are so that we don't have to go out of our ways to um, <laughs> do things that we're afraid of. You know, we have created um, a way of coping with life, coping with reality, maybe, um, you know, uh, how, we, how we live our lives in our love life, maybe in our careers. We do things and that over the years, even though we've had our challenges, of course, we have created me mechanisms that allow us to be comfortable in it. And that's good because, you know, being in a constant fear or something, that could also, you know, if that's too much, that will um, just ignite a complete fear-based state. And that's not healthy either, either. But at the same time, we have also accepted certain truths in our lives that might not be our truth specifically. So we've accepted rules, we've accepted society imposing certain um, conditioning upon us, uh, regulations, ways of thinking, beliefs, and so on, that might actually not resonate with who we are deep down. The problem is that we sometimes forget to challenge these rules and beliefs. The thing is, it doesn't mean that we can't. So even though for years we've accepted our upbringing, um, the way that our parents think, you know, we've accepted that as truth, as status quo. It doesn't mean that we don't get to challenge it in the moment, now, in our present moment. Because here's the thing, even though everything that we have been through in the past, it doesn't have to define who, we're, who we are in the present and it doesn't have to def define who we are in the future. Because if it would, it would mean that we would never really be able to step out of something. And that would be so super sad when you just think about that. I mean, think about the idea that the traumas that you may have experienced in the past, the pain that you've encountered, all the, the fears that you have developed because of that. What if it there would be no way out? That would be... Oh, detrimental it would be it, there would be no hope anymore and I can tell you that this is not true because basically everything that we've been taught is something that is programmed in our brain and the great thing because it's been programmed it can also be reprogrammed with new beliefs and new habits it just takes work <laughs> and the thing is you know 
it is in many ways we have no idea to what extent we've been conditioned i mean we just accept certain rules for what they are i am really intrigued by this because you know obviously it is no different for me i'm just as human as anyone else but i do try to challenge certain rules because i feel like some some of them some ways of how we should behave or how we should navigate life it just don't make any sense i really believe that it's weird that being naked is frowned upon like just look at social media like facebook and, and instagram they do not allow nipples to be shown it's okay for male nipples to be out there you know for men to show their nipples but for women all of all of a sudden it becomes a sexual thing it is crazy when you think of it. It is weird that we really feel that we need to cover our nakedness with clothes. Otherwise, it's inappropriate. We're born naked, for God's sake. <laughs> and I know that we need something to protect us as well. But, you know, um, and yes, of course, there's nudist um, beaches and all of that. So there are places for it. But and, and there's the spa where you can go to. But... You know, it is, there is a certain, when you think of it, that it is not allowed for people to just be somewhere and be naked because it's seen as unnatural or inappropriate. That's something that we've been conditioned with. Just look at certain tribes in Africa. It's completely normal for people to be either half naked or fully naked, to show their breasts, to just let it all hang. There's no weirdness around that they just see that as something normal you know it's just part of the body and I know I know that in the past I've had partners who were um, a little bit embarrassed when I would put on a top without a bra that would obviously show a little bit of nipple through um, in terms of the the the, the, the shape of it I don't know. For me, it's always been like, yeah, but why is that such a bad thing? This is this is my body and I'm not ashamed of it. And maybe right now you're thinking, yeah, but that's not appropriate. Of course, I'm going to wear a bra. I mean, I don't want to show my nipples. But the question is, why exactly? Why is that? Why have you accepted that to be true? Why have you accepted that it is normal to be ashamed of certain body parts and that you can't show the form of it. You know, you can't show the outline of your nipple through your t-shirt, for example. I'm talking about women here, obviously. Why have we accepted that as a society, that this is a thing? Why was there so much hassle around Nipplegate because they showed a nipple? Oh my God, it's body parts. It's normal. They feed children, you know, in the female counterparts, at least. It is just nipples. And I know that there's something beautiful around them as well, something even sexual, but they don't necessarily have to be sexualized in a bad way. You know, that's the whole contrast here as well about around how things are either over-sexualized, but on the other hand, sexuality is something to be, to hide, something that is only happening in the, in the bedroom. So there is this contrast of this polarity. Um, and I find it very, very fascinating. I find it fascinating how certain conversations are deemed in, in, inappropriate in certain situations because no, we don't talk about that. There is, I've actually had some, had a friend in the past when I was full of, oh, I was so 
happy around this experience that I was about to have with a lover. And I said, oh my God, I can't wait to meet up with him. And she was like, yeah, I don't want to hear about that. It's like <laughs> too much information. It was a TMI. And I was honest, honestly um, surprised to hear that because for me, talking about sexuality is just talking about something like that's life. It is something natural. Like, why if I talk about this wonderful dinner that I had in a restaurant and I had, a, and I had an amazing date, date this, is, this is okay. But, you know, when I had an amazing night with a lover, I cannot speak about that with, with certain people. Now, I know that's not everyone. I'm very, very blessed to have friends that will happily share all of, all of the gory details with me and I with them. And I absolutely love it because it's something healthy and natural. <laughs> and at the same time, you know, another thing that really interested me is that, you know, monogamy is a status quo. Now, obviously, this is the raw, real, and revelicious podcast, so I will, <laughs> I will um, challenge the status quo on many levels. For me, monogamy is not my way of living life. And the funny thing is that, you know, and I appreciate and respect anyone who chooses this consciously, if you choose it, con it consciously, it is not necessarily that I preach that polyamory is something for everyone or ethical non-monogamy is not necessarily for everyone. But the question is, are you choosing monogamy based on your truth or are you doing that because you don't want the discomfort of having to face your own fears and insecurities when you open up a relationship, for example. And in many cases, people choose monogamy because they don't want to be confronted with their own fears of not being enough. And the thing is that there's also a lot of people that um, feel that um, monogamy is actually not true for them, but they're afraid of acting up uh, upon it. They're afraid of bringing up the conversation and they feel that deep down, you know, there is another way, that there is another truth, but it's like, no, but I've, I've already chosen. I've committed to a partner and I've ju I'm just going to have to accept things as they are. And basically, they're letting someone else, they're giving another individual permission to decide on their sex life or on their love life for that matter. They're giving someone else the power. As individuals, even though we're all individuals, they're allowing another individual to have that power over them because, no, I could never discuss with my, my spouse that I actually have other desires. And a lot of people are that way, are not living in their truth, simply because of all the conditioning, because of other people's expectations or fears or whatever. And that's how they are living life based on programming, conditioning, because of the past, of how they've been uh, wired themselves without questioning if that is actually their truth. And the result is that I see many people repress parts of their natural self that way. They're repressing um, their true desires. They're repressing how they actually would like to express themselves. And basically, they're not owning their brand of self. I'm talking about, yes, owning your brand of self. Now, as a personal branding coach, this is actually what my area of expertise is about, is about owning who you actually want to be and owning your truth. Now, 
just to clarify, personal branding is not necessarily a skill that you use in your career only. It is actually a life's skill. It is about personal leadership. It is about really taking charge of who you choose to be. Deciding, you know what? All the conditioning so far has been, uh, it has served me up to a certain level, but I actually want to experience something more in life and I want to grow myself and I want to get real with myself and who I can be. And that is when you create a brand around yourself and a brand, how you, your brand in relationships, your brand in your uh, um, interaction with friends, the brand that you are in your career, the brand that you are in every part of life as a parent even. You know, it is about you owning your brand, claiming your new identity. Again, the fact that we've grown okay-ish with our sense of self so far doesn't mean that we have to accept it for our future life. All the wiring so far has led to something and it has served us, but we can rewire ourselves to actually become who we choose to be, especially when it comes to rules or coping mechanisms, coping mechanisms sorry, that stop us from living in truth. Yes, you can decide on your brand of self and who you want to be. So let me ask you a number of questions. What values are at the essence of your being? And how will you integrate them into your daily life? Now I'm talking about your core values here. One of the skills, one of the qualities of personal branding and really creating a brand of self is that you consciously choose your values. And I'm not talking about the values that have been imposed upon you. I'm talking about the values that are really important for you individually because you value these things. And I would generally recommend that you find about five core values that really are so important for you that they will help you to basically live your life. They will become a part of your daily life if you integrate them. But you cannot just use words. They actually, you need to translate these core values into activities and experiences that you want to have. So my second question to you is then, how will you start creating experiences that will align with these values? And you can think of experiences as activities that you do, books that you read, um, you know, hobbies that you take on. It is also about your work life, your love life. How does that align with your values? How will you challenge yourself to behave in ways that you would like your ideal self to behave like? You know, again, when you think, think about the end, you know, if you want to, if you're on your deathbed, looking back to your life, looking back on all these years of <laughs> what you've done, how you've been, what is it that you want to be able to say about yourself? And what behavior aligns with that? You know, what activities, what behavior, what choices, what words, what ways of communicating, what, mm, what self-improvement would align with that? And this means that you're going to challenge yourself, honestly, 
Because if everything's going to stay the same as it's been so far, then you're not really building your brand of self. Then you're not developing yourself into that brilliant person that you can actually be. Challenging yourself means that you're challenging the status quo so far. It means that you're stretching your boundaries. And yes, there will be discomfort with it because any change comes with resistance within. But that is completely fine. I would definitely recommend that you, you, you slowly, you know, you, you stretch up a little bit and that maybe within that discomfort, you can find a new way of being that you can actually become comfortable with a level of dis-ease. I'm not talking about diseases. I'm talking about a level of discomfort that always challenges you to explore the edges here, the edges within yourself, because that's where you grow, by expanding those edges. This is about expansion, guys, about growth. Another question, how will you express yourself once you have worked on, you know, this is who I want to be and these are my values and this is the behavior along with it. How will you express yourself? How will you express yourself? In so, and we express ourselves in a lot of ways, okay? So our career is an expression of who we are. Our love life is an expression of who we are. Our free time, the way that we dance, that's an expression of who we are. Our own business, if you are an entrepreneur, that is an expression of who you are. So how will you express yourself in all of these areas? How will you show up for yourself as well as others? What will you do to actually, you know, reinforce that expression, to actually nurture that expression? Because expression is actually something that is healing for ourselves. When we engage in our own hobbies, things that we really like to do, that is an expression of ourselves and it can be very, very healing. I know for myself, when I dance, that is healing for me. It is such an expression of my liveliness, of my freedom within, of my joy. It is an expression of my sexuality, of my connection to myself. That that way, because I dance and because I interact with people on the dance floor, that is for me a way of healing. By expressing myself in words, I am healing myself. Even doing this podcast for you, for example, I'm expressing my inner thoughts. I'm expressing my message. I'm expressing so many things within myself that I have so that not only can I share a part of me with you and I share it from the heart, but I'm actually also healing a part within myself because I'm getting so much in flow and I really feel connected. I feel connected to something that is bigger than me. So it's a healing thing for myself. And any form of expression, I really believe that any form of expression, if it, if it aligns with who you wanna be and how you wanna express yourself, is something that can definitely lift you up to higher levels. It's just, this is why I believe it's so important to find a career, which is again, an expression of yourself, like I said before, is to find a career that really fits who you are and who you want to be. If there's any mm, frustration in that area and you feel like, you know, I cannot be myself here and I feel like I need to adjust myself and I feel like I cannot really be who I want to be, these are all signs that maybe this is not the job for you, you know? Unless, 
there's an opportunity to grow again. There always is, but you mainly, I've seen so many people, I've heard so many friends of mine talk about how they're not really happy with their job and they, they need to be, show up as someone else. They need to repress certain parts of themselves. And it's like, there's never a full on yes. So maybe that would be an opportunity to look at, you know, if you want to express yourself fully, then maybe this job is not for you. The freer you are the, in, in every ways in which you ex express yourself and the more all of your expressions, all these different areas in your life, including your clothing, even your the way you do your hair, the more it aligns with how you want to show up in this world, the better. And this will also allow you, because expression is about something that you put out, you know, it's something from within that you press out. That is what expression really is. When you look at the, um, the origin of the word, from it's a Latin word actually, it's about pressing out. So whether it's identity is about something within you, in yourself, as soon as it becomes expressive, that's when you're actually, you know, putting it out. And there's an interaction here with the world. So again, when you're expressing yourself, there is a relationship with others. And people will see that. People will see how you express yourself. They will experience you that way with the way that you, you express yourself. So the question is, how will you interact with others then? You know, how will you express yourself with others so that they ex can experience the true you on who you want to be? Will you express yourself from control, fear? You know, are you showing up in this life from that control or fear-based mode? Or are you showing up to others as well as yourself from a place of love and compassion? What kind of brand of self are you building? Are you, are you sticking to that level of pushing, controlling, feeling like you need to prove yourself? that you know you need to abide by certain rules, that there is this environment that you should um, adapt yourself to. Are you showing up from that place of control and maybe scarcity? Maybe you're putting yourself in this, you know, competition mode where you're always competing with people. Is that your brand of self? Or is your brand of who you want to be the, the one who... Uh, who trusts and surrenders, the one who comes from a place of love and compassion to others, the one who listens, the one who actually believes that there is more than enough out there for everyone, that there is abundance, there's no need to compete with others, there is no scarcity here. What brand of self are you really building? How are you being a leader of your life? A leader, and we're all leaders of our lives. Please understand this, you know, and there's different types of leadership. You're a le you can be a leader in a big corporate, in a big company. You can be a leader of, you know, your tribe. When you're a solopreneur, for example, you have a, a tribe that you're trying to inspire. Um, if you have a community, for example, but you're also a leader of, for example, your family, the kids. But in the main, when it comes down to the most significant leader where you want to be is you want to be a leader of your own life. And I would definitely say, you know, become a leader in the new world. Become a leader that lives from a place of love and that comes from a place of truth where you fully live in love and in truth. 
So here's my message for you is to stop hiding and stop repressing who you truly are simply because you've accepted who you've been up to this moment because of conditioning, because of, you know, all the <laughs> society's rules and start challenging the beliefs out there. Start challenging the status quo if you feel that there is something that doesn't really align, align with who you want to be. Start challenging your career or the choices you've made if you feel that it doesn't really work out for you, that it does not do justice to who you are. And there will always be areas where you can actually consciously look at yourself and you know, become very, very truthful and say, you know what, up to now it's been okay, I realize that, but it has not served me in the best way. It has not served me to be in this job and I need to change that, I can change that. It's never too late for that. You know, you can actually choose and you can stop hiding, you can stop repressing that, you can actually choose who you want to be courageous enough to express yourself in any area of your life in an authentic way, fully, abundantly, joyfully, and from a place of love. I hope that this helps and I wish you a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're hungry for more, please check out my Brand Rebel app in the App Store or the Play Store. Just simply type in Be a Brand Rebel and you will find it instantly. It's free and it's fun. For now, have a magical day. Stay raw, stay real, and stay rebellious.